Welcome to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion. Every other Wednesday, Adrian, your host, talks to key players in the fashion industry to discover new products and understand the challenges behind offering more responsible fashion and learn the solution available today. This podcast is brought to you by Première Vision, the leading event organizer for fashion professionals. To find out more, go to www.premiervision.com. Discover and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation. Today, we are with Andreas Andrian from We Are Spindai. Hello, Andreas. Hello, Adrian. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Excellent. So to begin with, I would like you to, to introduce yourself and your company in a couple of sentences, please. Yes. Okay, sure. So me, um, I've been an entrepreneur basically all my life, uh, last 15 years in various different uh, ventures in textile and fashion. And I spent 10 years uh, on site in China and I speak fluent Mandarin. Um, I'm currently COO for the company We Are Spindai. And simply put, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to go deeper into it, but simply put, it's recycled polyester and dyed with, uh, okay. without uh, the, the use of unnecessary water. You know, this podcast is about sustainability uh, sourcing, and uh, I would like to have a, a clear definition of what is sustainable fashion according to you. Okay, yeah. Sustainable fashion for me, I think, is about uh, business models with the least possible impact, but with uh, as little as mm -hmm. possible interference with the creativity and energy that comes with expressing uh, yourself through, through fashion. And of course, I mean, mm -hmm. you, we have to be disruptive and uh, change uh, the way we think about uh, this industry and these processes, but we can't really put a lid on creativ creativity. So if we yeah. seal off one door due to environmental impact, we, we need to be ready to op open up new ones by, by being creative. Going forward, I, I don't think it will be possible to create interesting products in fashion without a sustainable ingredient. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, you know, without the sustainable argument, products will be considered regressive and then screened out by the consumers. Do you think this is a common point of view uh, all around the world or this is due to your, uh, your location? Um, so you, you are based in, the, in, the, in Northern Europe? I, I guess we are in the forefront. I would assume so. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, Nordics have been, I think, in all areas, not in not only in textiles, very, very, um, you know, have shown the, the route on how to progress in the sustainable area. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm assuming yeah. Yeah, a little bit like that. But I feel also the, the world is catching up. Uh, this is my this is my sense of it, at least. And very quickly. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Is uh, We Are Spindai has always been um, very sustainable oriented or is it something you came to um, a few years ago? No, no. The, the reason of starting this company, that is, uh, yeah. that, that, that's, it's been always focused on, on uh, a low impact approach. The reason why we're doing this is to ex exclude the use of water and the reduced amount of chemicals and the CO2 levels and energy that is used in textile production. So it's always been the overarching goal uh, to, to really, we, we, we always try to use the phrase, putting water out of business. And that's what we're trying to do. Okay, excellent. And, um, and you personally, in your personal life, what, what has been the, this eureka moment when you decided that uh, you wanted to create something uh, that would be, uh, I mean, sustainable and, and will protect the environment? Um, I'd say it was... Uh, 
a long time ago when I was when I was, I was, I was running my own sourcing business uh, from China. Mm-hmm. And I was at this, uh, it, it was not really a dyeing factory, but it, it was actually a printing factory in southern China. And it was the first time I, I visited one of those personally. And I realized that, you know, people there, they, it's very, very high uh, fumes, like very, very strong fumes. And people were not wearing protection. And I was uh, having this very strong feeling about, okay, this, this industry in these low salary countries, it's very uh, underdeveloped. So I really wanted to always strive towards a more sustainable path. So I started working with the recycled uh, polyester, trying to promote organic cotton to my customers at the time. So it, I, it, it was basically, it started from there and then it developed. I really gained a good sense of how to push my customers going in that direction. And uh, can you explain us exactly what is um, polyester? You know, I want this podcast to be very um, informative in, in the sense that uh, people who are listening to this podcast are designer, but they are product developer, uh, they are entrepreneurs, and uh, maybe they are also uh, some uh, some newbies in the in the business. Mm. Uh, and I really want to them to understand what we are talking about. What is what is uh, recycled polyester, and what is polyester? Yeah, sure. Um, I think if, if we put the focus on, of course, I can, can run through what is polyester. Polyester is a, is a, uh, oil based raw material that is, uh, that is, uh, used. I mean, it's the biggest textile raw material out there. I think it goes for 60% of the total textile raw material use. Um, recycled polyester. In the world. Yeah, in the world. Okay. Recycled polyester oh. mainly comes from, uh, recycled pet bottles. But it can also come from textile waste and uh, and and other uh, you know products that are made with with plastic. Um, but what mm-hmm. what makes our product different is is not the raw material itself. It can be used with with virgin polyester and with recycled polyester. What makes it different is that we add the color uh, when we are actually producing the fiber. So. That uh, it, it's um, okay. So I take it from the beginning, right? Twenty percent of the world's global water pollution can be directly linked to the dyeing of fabrics. So that is that is basically the the source of why, of, of our product. And then, mm. in, if you're working with a conventional supply chain uh, that is uh, water dyeing or bath dyeing, that means that you're producing the raw white yarns. Um, you add a polyester on top of a spinning machine and then it is heated up and then it's pushed through something that looks like a shower head out comes then transparent or white fibers strands of fibers called filaments and then those uh, fibers are twisted to form yarn that is a a, a draw textured yarn then that yarn is uh, woven or knitted into a fabric after that it is uh, dyed in in large containers of uh, water, chemicals, and then it can be uh, you can produce a garment out of it. During that uh, dyeing stage, it is the most resource demanding pro- uh, process step in, in the whole textile supply chain. So what we do, uh, when when we produce the actual strands of fibers, we add pigments and dye directly into the solution, and then we can exclude the most resource demanding process step. So it, it's really really beneficial. We save. Uh, about 75% water and 30% of the CO2 in that process. And we're, we're looking compared at, to what? Compared to, um, conventionally dyed 
polyester. What is the what is the, the the difference between conventional products and sustainable products, except the the reduction of water consumption and the reduction of CO2 uh, emission? Oh, in this sense, it is that is that is the main part. Okay, so we use a lot of uh, less resources, but in addition, since we are also adding the color into the fiber into the yarn. That means uh, it will be much more color fast. So it, it is uh, much, uh, much more durable. So it extends the life of the product as well, which is, I, I guess, one of, one of the most important. It's more difficult to calculate on, but it's, it's very, very, um, very, very good for the products. You know, I've got, I've got a, a question in mind. You know, right now we are talking a lot about microparticules, microparticules. Yes. Uh, going in the water, you know, when uh, when people are washing their, their clothes in their washing machine, um, and 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 a lot of them are coming from the polyester uh, material uh, we are using in the clothes. W what is what are the solution to to avoid this? And what what are you doing to avoid that kind of uh, pollution? Um, there are there are a lot of ways of uh, reducing the impact of micro shredding. I think mm -hmm. the, the main um, part is what we, we're working very closely with a few research uh, uh, initiatives to, uh, mm -hmm. to really find out the source for this. Um, the main part is actually uh, if you're producing fabrics that from the beginning has a lot of shedding, like uh, fleeces. Um, it, um, it's also about looking at uh, how to avoid micro shedding to get out of during mm -hmm. the washing stages. So uh, with various filters. So we believe it, it is uh, a technological solution that needs to come there. It also mm -hmm. something that the washing machine suppliers, uh, I mean, washing machine brands that goes out to the consumers, because it, ha mm -hmm. it has been proven that most of the shedding is actually comes from when you're, when you're washing the garment uh, yeah. post-production. You will, you will be at the Première Vision next September, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, what will you be presenting uh, at PV? Yeah. So mainly uh, we'll be presenting a few new fabrics, of course, uh, to, yeah. to suit our, our uh, potential new customers. Um, and we will also be presenting a new way of using our products. It will be a, f a form of nomination service, uh, which basically mm -hmm. means that you as a brand can continue to buy from your trusted uh, fabric mill. And we will just uh, set up a, a system where the the producer, the fabric producer, can buy yarns and we arrange color developments from us. And you as a brand mm -hmm. can continue to, to buy your fabrics that you have been buying for several years uh, before. So it's, it's just uh, instead of buying fabrics directly from us, you could just also buy them from your uh, initial suppliers. So it's, it's, uh, it can be very useful for um, fabric brands that are maybe larger to have a really good control over the supply chain. And uh, among all your products, is there any 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 product that you that you prefer? Um, I'd say I would I would like to say all of them, but uh, and I, I think uh, one of, one of the one of the best ones I think that and it's also most popular is our proprietary spin dye black. It's called S nine hundred nine thousand N. It's the richest and darkest, I'd say, most sustainable black color for textiles in the market, and and it's uh, it's available both in yarns and, and fabrics. Yeah. Okay. And where do you source your raw material? You know, I, I'm I'm um, thinking about you know this this pet uh, recycle recycled pet plastic. Um, where do you source it? How does it work? How does the, the overall uh, supply chain is working uh, regarding this material? Yeah. So. Uh, We're not big enough to have our own channels of uh, collecting our pet bottles. Uh, those are limited to um, the suppliers that we that we work with, and uh, 
it's sourced in China, Taiwan, and uh, Thailand. And uh, and so so when you when the pet spots are arriving, you are can you tell us? Can you explain us a little bit the process? Or, 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 do, or do you? Well, I think you explained a little bit maybe earlier uh, from the bottle to the to the fiber. Is it is it all made in your on your plants in your in your manufacture? No, uh, we we outsource that part, so it's not made by okay. us. Um, okay. We we are more of a an operating system or an enabler to connect mm -hmm. all these uh, in, in this complex supply chain. So we work okay. with the raw material suppliers. They have their system of collecting bottles and cleaning them, and then they. Uh, it, it can be done in two different ways. One way is collect mm -hmm. bottles, wash them, and cut them into small pieces, and then uh, melt them down into pellets. The second uh, option is to do the same thing, collect all the bottles, and then melt them down and use a chemical process known as repolymerization. That will, uh, in, in actually, that means that you, you break it down to the polymer, uh, and it will become a, a virgin, a virgin plastic. It's not as uh, it's not as scalable as the mechanical process, but it's it's really getting there, and that will mean that we will have the same quality as it would have been a, a virgin product. When it comes to outsourcing, so I, I understand that you are outsourcing uh, quite uh, quite a few parts of uh, of uh, of the process. Yes. Uh, how do you how do you make sure the people you are working with are respecting the the regulation, uh, the law, the people, etc.? Um, yeah, we we work with a few uh, initiatives, um, mm -hmm. and in terms of uh, social certifications. We we uh, we have our own, of course, of the code of conduct, which we have. We have our staff to go and do certifications, um, mm -hmm. but we mainly track our KPIs in terms of uh, the uh, impact reduction. And we have developed mm -hmm. a system together with a Swedish research uh, agency called. They, they were called Sveria at the time. Now it's called Rice, mm -hmm. and it's based on okay. LCA methodology. It's also compatible with HIG and with the SAC. Um, And, and basically, it means that we go to all our suppliers and we look at the usage of uh, water, energy, mm -hmm. and CO2. Um, and we provide a certificate with each and every order so that our customers can see how much water, how much chemicals, how much energy, and how much CO2 they saved on that specific um, product that they received from us. And, it, and it's all and it's all verified by a third party. So when we have done all this data collection, we send it to the uh, now Rice, and they uh, audit all the figures, and they send it back, and then we provide it to our customers. Yeah, and do, do you know if your customer are, um, are communicating this those information to the final customer? Because it sounds that uh, today you know the, the, the sustainability is uh, one of the of, of the of the main subject. Uh, well. Mainly in France, you know, we are talking a lot about sustainability in the media uh, everywhere. Yeah. But uh, it seems that uh, when you buy your final product, when you are the end customer and you buy your product, you don't. It's very difficult to have information about uh, uh, how much, uh, to, to what extent your product is very sustainable. Um, do you know if your your customer are, are giving this information? On the final products with a tag. Yes, we we do encourage that. Uh, we we yeah. see ourselves as an ingredient brand, so we have some requirements that our customers, mm -hmm. if they want to use uh, our brand name and logo, they should also communicate these four KPIs: so water usage, mm -hmm. uh, energy usage, CO2, and uh, and chemicals. 
Um, um, it, it's it's somehow it's not mandatory to put it in a in a specific way, but I do believe that all customers do it in one way or another. When it comes to to sustainable revolution, you know, um, do you think it's it's going fast enough? Where in introduction we are talking about uh, you know this this sustainable this sustainability revolution um, is it going fast enough? You see an acceleration, but how can we make it faster? How can we make sure that uh, everybody in every studio, every designer, every entrepreneur um, take this into account and uh, and accelerate on this subject? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do agree with you there. The, the pace that uh, is it, not happening too uh, quick enough, and there's there's uh, there's a lot of talk and uh, a little bit too too little action. And I think that uh, yeah. mostly, from my experience, has to do with the uh, economy. It's uh, all sustainable solutions are, I, I'm assuming, mostly due to scale, a little bit more expensive. And I think uh, brands and suppliers uh, has to be a little bit more collaborative, find, think outside the box, look at new solutions. If something is more expensive on one hand, they have to look at uh, how to cost, cut costs uh, elsewhere to fit that into mm -hmm. uh, to the collections, to make sure that it starts, to, to gain the scale that it's needed. And this is not only uh, from, our, from our side of the product. Uh, it's, uh, it, I, I see it uh, in a lot of places. So I think that's... Mm -hmm. uh, That's uh, that's why important. And why sustainable products are they are much more expensive? It's like twenty percent more, fifteen percent more, fifty percent more. I cannot speak for all sustainable products, but for <laughs> yeah. us, for us, it has to do with uh, recycled polyester. Today is uh, is more expensive in itself, and then mm -hmm. our our solution, which is the dyeing part, it becomes more expensive because. Uh, It uh, has better quality of. It needs better quality of the actual pigments and dye stuff that are put in there, and they need to be processed in a in a in a different way. So the actual mm -hmm. the actual um, product that comes out, the dyed yarn and the dyed fabric, it itself yeah. has is of is of greater quality. So it uh, it is a little bit more expensive. Also due mm -hmm. to scale, we're 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 compared to. We're, I, I'm assuming that we're about. 99% of all the uh, polyester being produced is produced in bath dyeing. And then uh, we have a less than, not just us, but uh, producers that are producing with, with this kind of technology have uh, less than 1%, which means that there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of room for uh, additional volumes, which could improve the cost in terms of scale. Could you please uh, uh, drop a few clients' names uh, and explain us how do you work with them? Do you develop some specific product with them? Uh, and maybe could you give us an example of uh, of uh, one of the best projects you, you, you worked with a client uh, in terms of best practice? Um, yes, I would name one. Uh, they are a Norwegian outdoor brand called Bergans mm -hmm. of Norway. They uh, they have applied the best practice when it comes down to using this technology, and um, we have worked very closely with them, and that's usually how we are very successful when very invited early in the development process. Um, we developed a collection together with them. It was 18 styles, six uh, different fabrics, both woven and knitted, um, four colors. But total six colorways, so four solids and two melanges. 
And one of the items uh, gained recognition of uh, receiving the gold medal at uh, ISPO last year. And it was, it was very success, successful, both commercially, and it, it, uh, it became a, a returning program. Uh, so they will continue to do it at least for two more seasons, as I know, and maybe even continue further. The collection is called the Stranda Collection. And then we have a, another Swedish fashion brand called Philippa K. They did a frontrunner uh, coat, both for men's and women's. It was just one style and one fabric, but it also um, received a lot of attention. And I just got word yesterday, I think, that it's going to be a, a permanent piece in... Um, in, in what was the museum in, in some in a, some museum in London as a uh, an, as an excellent process in terms of sustainability review. How do you see the future of uh, of your company? The future for us it, it means uh, digitizing and, and really perfecting process. Um, mm -hmm. We see you know imagine the, the shift in in process. If you look at it, in the nineties, you were in, you had uh, like the print print media industry. You, uh, you had to sit in front of your computer and then you had to go to the print shop and, and approve every single color that was in a, in a picture to make, to get it right. But nowadays, you know, you have trust in the system. You build your um, picture, your artwork, and you send it to the print office and you know you have trust in the system. You know that what you are ordering from your computer, that's what you're going to get. And we believe yeah. by the precision of this technology, because it's so much more precise than, than conventional dying that it is possible to achieve that level of perfection and uh, trust in the system so we we do uh, invest a lot in digitizing um mm -hmm. so uh, that is definitely the future for us okay and do you take into account the, the circularity in your in your production system well by do, by working with a Pets, uh, recycle, recycle pet plastic. Uh, it's already uh, a circular um, economy. But what do you do to, to push this thing uh, a step further? Uh, yeah, I do agree with you. Uh, that's uh, that's part. I'd say that that's partly circularity because we're really mm -hmm. we're downcycling when we use uh, mm -hmm. uh, recycled PET bottles. The ultimate close the loop circularity would be if we could uh, use old used garments to yeah. reproduce new garments, of course. Um, we've done trials with that. It is possible with our products. Mm -hmm. because, uh, but then you need to come to repolymerized polyester. That's, that's when you can extract the color and separate mm -hmm. it so that when it, the process, when you have separated the color and the polyester, then you will have a, uh, basically a virgin raw material, which you can then okay. restart with. And it's possible. It's possible. It's possible uh, uh, <clears throat> on a theoretical level, and then it's it's all come. It's all going to come down to logistics. For example, yeah. in, in in China, where most of the production is happening in terms of textiles, they have put a mm -hmm. ban on importing uh, scraps and uh, waste. So it's uh, it doesn't seem feasible at this point that we would be able to collect uh, garments in Europe, for example, or in America, and ship them back to China. Mm -hmm. Then it needs to be processed somehow, maybe maybe here or maybe in America, and then shipped over as a raw material. But I definitely see it happening. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a great supporter of, of circularity. I think that's, the, that's definitely the way forward. Yeah. yeah. Who is, um, according to you, who is the, the brand who is the, the most um, advanced in terms of sustainability uh, today? What are the best examples on the market? 
Um, I would like to say, um, oh, there are several. I think uh, Philippa K is doing a, a really yeah. good job. Uh, they yeah. they are very very ambitious. Um, mm-hmm. I think even though H and M maybe has questionable business models, but they mm-hmm. do have a very very good ambitions, and uh, parts of H and M are working very very hard on uh, on making change in this industry, and they're so big so they can really make a difference and then and then i have to also uh i, I really also need to lift up of course patagonia they're they're good they're, they're really good at uh, at talking about it communicating what they do um so yeah okay those those three i need to say oh wait uh, there's one as well there's one as well there's also another swedish outdoor brand uh houdini it's a there's yeah they're a smaller um swedish outdoor brand but they really they really have uh, a way of pushing the needle, um, even though they're small, but they really they're uh, they're always taking one step extra. So wow. those two. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Um, what do you want to close the door to in our industry? Um, well, I think I said it before, but we we want to close the door to using water when dyeing synthetic materials. It's uh, it makes no mm-hmm. sense. We uh, we have a much better, and more efficient uh, process. Uh, it's it's so wasteful. So we should just stop doing that. But your process is uh, is is unique in the world, or this is uh, this is something uh, a lot of people uh, are are using. Um, our process gained a lot of traction in the automotive industry during the '90s. So basically, mm-hmm. I think ninety percent of all the automotive uh, fabrics. Mm-hmm are made using this technology. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. automotive and industrial fabrics have uh, different uh, requirements than working towards apparel and fashion. They work with a very limited uh, color palette. Maybe, you know, it's grays mm-hmm. and dark and uh, blacks and, and, and grays. Um, whereas in, mm-hmm. in fashion and apparel, we need to work with smaller minimums. We need to work with a constant color development. So it's uh, technology in itself is is similar, but we have uh, we have the tools necessary for the um, apparel and fashion industry. What do you look at to get inspired? We we look everywhere. I I think, uh, but a lot of it uh, a lot of inspiration comes from tech and uh, innovation. We also mm-hmm. we're also looking at uh, other areas where sustainability and low impact has, has gained a lot of traction, like the food industry. Um, how yeah. to really uh, get to the consumers? Because we need, all, we need. I mean, we also need we need the brands and developers and designers to understand the benefits of using sustainable materials. But we also mm-hmm. need the consumer pull. We need uh, the consumer demand. To make the change, and what are the best practices you, you collected uh, regarding this specific uh, uh, subject? I think uh, difficult to say, but I think it's a combination of uh, something that could really make a difference. I mean, the environment, environmental impact using our technology is huge, mm-hmm. uh, in combination with a, a communicable message that is uh, appealing to the consumer to really understand what is, what is the difference between me buying this jacket, which is a conventionally dyed virgin polyester, and uh, mm-hmm. this jacket, which is a recycled polyester, dyed with the most sustainable alternative. Well, how can we make this message um, 
attractive and sexy <laughs> and uh, appealing? I think it is just, uh, it's impossible for us to do it by ourselves. I mean, we, are, we consider ourselves, mm -hmm. we're an ingredient. So we do it always yeah. in combination um, with our customers. So if it is uh, Quicksilver, for example, we, 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 uh, we are part of uh, their production and their promotion and helping them to uh, spread this message. And I think that's the, it's, uh, it's, it's very difficult for a producer of a technology to do that themselves. It's, it's got to be in collaboration with the brands who are, know their consumers, who knows what, the, what, what is impactful when it comes to spreading the message. What is the last piece of clothes you bought? I can't remember which was the last piece, but either it was uh, the Philippa K front runner jacket that I was talking about. I actually bought one uh, and got a discount. Mm -hmm. Or it might have been an acne shirt from uh, Selfie, which is a secondhand online platform. It is a vintage is a, and second hand is a, is, a uh, is a big business in, um, in, in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, it started to gain a really big uh, attention. Yeah. And who is the personality you would like to listen to in this podcast? I would like to listen to someone inspiring, visionary, uh, but really without losing track of what uh, what fashion really stands for. I mean, it's got to be with creativity as well. Do you have any name in, in, in mind? Uh, no, not really. Not really. No. All right. All right. Perfect. So we're going to end the interview um, on this last question. Uh, thank you so much, Andreas. Uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation. I really, uh, I really enjoy it and uh, I learned a lot of stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Adrian. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast till the end. If you want to support this initiative, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you follow. Just click on the subscribe button, rate it five stars and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to share the podcast on your favorite social media. Thank you for listening to Smart Creation, the podcast, an invitation to explore the potential of sustainable fashion.